1: Americanism, not globalism, will be our credo as long as we are led by politicians who will not put America first, then we can be assured that other nations will not treat America with respect, the respect that we deserve. GOP
2: Josh is a young conservative influence with a of power. You're listening to the voice of the future, fighting for America every day. This is the Conservative Crusader. And here's your host, GOP Josh.
3: Hello and welcome. This is the Conservative Crusader here on the Red Future Radio Network. Glad to be with you all today on this Wednesday, October 18th, year of our Lord 2023. Appreciate you all hopping in with us. As always, our phone number for those calling and listening on the podcast is 57-GOP-JOSH7. That is 574-675-6747. Brought to you by our friends over at Patreon.com slash GOPJOSH7. And we're trying something new today for the first time in a long time. we are live on t- X spaces for the program. so if you're following me over on X at GOP Josh20, stay tuned for when we go live. It'll be random times. the show is always pre-recorded. I don't have I don't have a lot of time to, to, to record the show all the time. Uh, so we'll be doing that and hopefully bringing in some guests here later in the program. Before we get into that, a little recap of what we're gonna go into today. Jim Jordan had another vote on the floor for speaker today. He did not uh, win that vote. He actually lost votes. We'll talk about the plans moving forward, who actually voted against him and everything else. Pretty much a primary list. Um, President Trump has a gag order in place. And the people who are are controlling the money are not going to to support his opponents. So we we heard that, oh, donors are running away from Trump. Actually, they're running towards Trump because they're not going to support his opponents. We'll cover that later in the program. Also, some Ohio news. The Ohio uh, issue one and issue two uh, polling has came out. Doesn't look great, but we'll cover that as well. So appreciate you all hopping in here today. Brought to you by Patreon.com slash Josh here on the Red Feature Radio Network. And let's get right into it. So Jim Jordan, who was a great Ohioan, a great patriot. He has long time. I, I I had kind of a feeling there where I wasn't a big fan of him for a while. You know, he's just kind of he, he endorsed the wrong people. He didn't do a whole lot in Congress. But the value he has as judiciary chairman, as the positions he's done, I applaud him and I would love to see him as, as speaker. I've given him my support. Uh, he tells Fox News Digital on Thursday, he or not on Thursday, he's uh, on Thursday, he's planning another vote, a third round on the floor. He said, we're going to keep this going. All House Democrats and 22 Republicans voted against Jordan. We'll get to the names here in a minute. Jordan uh, allies have insisted that it's not an immediate sign of his campaign for speaker faltering. So here's my thing. I would love to see Jim Jordan as speaker. It would be top of the line for me. I know he's an Ohio guy. He's just a good guy. He's a a Trump uh, endorsed by Trump for speaker. I would love to see him as speaker. But he's losing votes. Now, people say this is kind of like how how, uh, Kevin McCarthy had the same fate, where he had 20 missing votes to begin with, and then he... And then he overcame it. Yeah, but, but Jim Jordan's losing more votes. And I said this earlier on the program a few days ago. You can go back and listen at GOPjosh.com slash show. Um, I don't think we're going to see a speaker. And I I, I don't really want to say that because there's so much going on right now. But the speakership is so controversial now, especially with what happened with Matt Gates, which I support completely. Um. It's so divisive, and our conference is so divided. I'm not really sure if we're going to have a speaker uh, come the rest of this cycle with the Republican majority. And they're trying to empower the speaker pro tem. I was listening to C-SPAN radio. I don't think they have a legal re- a way to do that, empower bo- uh, bow tie Guy Patrick McHenry to become speaker uh, temporarily. Um, I don't think they have the power to do that without a, a duly elected speaker. They're going to try to do it anyway, and I imagine there will be a, law, a legal challenge the Supreme Court might intervene not sure how that works. But at this point, Jim Jordan's not speaker. We don't have a speaker. I think they did one vote today. They went to conference. They're not doing 15 rounds on the floor. They don't want to make that messy optics again. And the funny thing is, Don Bacon's a congressman that voted against him. Was in the news that when uh, Matt Gates was doing the great fighting he was doing. Oh, Matt Gates is only doing this to get in the news. Matt Gates is only voting against the Republican nominee to get in the news. Don Bacon goes out here and votes for, was it Steve Scalise or McCarthy? He, he voted for one of the rhinos that aren't even running. Don Bacon. Uh, yeah, he voted for Kevin McCarthy. Oh, well, 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 you know, I don't even know what Don Bacon sounds like. And I think care less. Gates is only doing it for, for attention and for headlines. So you're going to do the same thing. Uh, and people say that, oh, Matt Gates teamed up with the Democrats for the motion to vacate. The House Speaker is picked in conference. And Matt Gates said, in conference, he will not vote for the House Speaker on the floor until concessions are made. In conference. They didn't listen in conference, so it went to the floor. Motion to vacate is done on the floor for all the members. It really shouldn't be done with pre-planning. It should just be done when you're upset to be uh, maybe planning optics wise, but not planning behind the scenes and, and put it out there. And it happens on the floor. All members have a vote. That's how the, the dice rolled. And instead, and Matt Gates didn't do this. He didn't do what we saw in Ohio with the blue 22. He didn't go behind the back of the Republican caucus, talk to Ilhan Omar, talk to Rashida Tlaib, talk to AOC, and pick a compromise speaker with them. He decided to force someone stronger through. He didn't go like the moderates did behind the back of Derek Marin here in Ohio and vote for a rhino with the, all the Democrats behind him. He's not trying to make a compromise deal like Don Bacon is. He actually fought for values and morals. And if you agree with those values and morals, Don Bacon running as a conservative, why don't you vote for the Republican nominee for speaker? And his his wife, do I have the tweet? I did not collect the tweet. Let's get the tweet. Uh, Olivia Beavers is her name. She's a Politico reporter, was tweeting about how Oh well, uh, Don Bacon, his wife is getting mean text messages by people mad with the the te- the uh the vote. Okay, text messages. No one's hurting them. No one's showing up at her house. Nothing. Oh well, she's getting text messages that are really threatening. The person said, "Hey, you're gonna lose your job. You're not a great congressman." Okay. Guess what, Congressman, and if and if any congressman that are listening to the program, I doubt it. But if you are, um, you are accountable to your voters. Your title is not congressman formally. It's representative. That's why when you're on the floor, you're the representative from Florida, the representative from Idaho, Illinois, whatever state you're from, Nebraska. You're supposed to represent the people. You can be called congressman. I don't really care because you're a man of Congress, but you're also a man of the people. And if you don't do what your people say, your constituents say, kick you out. And, And honestly, you should be kicked out and not... Not in Congress anymore. So here's the list. We'll go through it a little bit, maybe a little more detailed after the break. Uh, Don Bacon of Nebraska. We, we went into him. He was the first no vote. Lori Deremmer of Oregon voted for McCarthy. Uh, Despacito of New York voted for Lee Zeldin. I don't think that's how you pronounce his name. Uh, Diaz Bellart of Florida voted for Steve Scalise, and we're coming up on a break here. Uh, Jake Elzey of Texas voted for Mike Garcia, which, what? Mike Garcia, Okay. Leadership has to be from a strong district because it brings so much attention to the guy. Mike Garcia is from like an, a D plus 20 district. He would not want to be, it would be a death to his career if he was speaker. Um, who else? Uh, Garbino, gar, uh, Garbage, Garbage Rhino is how I read that. Andrew from New York voted for Lee Zeldin. Gimenez um, of Florida voted for McCarthy. Gonzalez, of Tony Gonzalez of Texas being primaried by uh, Brandon Herrera, the AK guy voted for Scalise. Kay Granger voted for Scalise. Mike Kelly voted for Scalise. Uh, Kiggins of Virginia voted for McCarthy, and we're coming up on a break. We'll get deeper into this here after the break here on the Red Future Radio Network. Don't touch that dial.
2: You're listening to the Conservative Crusader. This is the Conservative Crusader.
3: Welcome back. This is the Conservative Crusader here on the Red Future Radio Network. Make sure if you have a chance and you are, are thinking about how you can keep us on the air, you can support us over on our Patreon page. That's patreon.com slash Josh for as little as $3 a month. Listen, I'm using a, a very expensive board to do this program, and it's giving me grief. So <laughs> we might might go off the air for a while, but we'll help hopefully get that fixed. Patreon.com slash gopjosh. Patreon.com slash Josh. Program will always remain free. Uh, so we have, uh, we're doing the Twitter spaces or the X spaces, as I said earlier, uh, and we have Dylan from Iowa on the line, he wants to talk about a great friend of ours from uh, Northwest or, or, yeah, Northwest Ohio. Uh, Dylan, welcome.
0: Uh, hi, Josh. Um, awesome to be with you.
3: Well, I great. I appreciate having you on as well. So what do you want to say? Uh,
0: first off, I want to say I'm from Iowa and I'm cheering on J.R. Majewski. I, I actually have... Uh, contact with him. He's, uh, he's, I would consider him uh, a friend, uh, n- not a close friend, but a friend, but, uh, I, I really am cheering him on and, um, and I, and I can't wait to see him win Ohio. Um, uh, you guys have a lot of big uh, issues going on your guys ballot, uh, this coming uh, 2024 election. Um, especially with, uh, sw- with some congressional candidates, that's um, very true. Like a J, J, J like a issue one. I heard is a big one.
3: Yeah, we're gonna get um, into that later. It's the it's the abortion and, and transgender and everything issue. We'll get into that after the uh, after a couple breaks here. Uh, it, it's not looking good for us, uh, but we'll get into that in a minute. So Jr. is a great guy. He's gonna do great. He's gonna do big things. Uh, Dylan, I know you're big on Twitter. What's your what's your Twitter username? Dylan Phillion IA. All right, so go follow him on Twitter. my over or X, I apologize. Uh, and while you're over there, follow me as well, G-O-P Josh 20. So Dylan Filion, uh, spelled Dylan, F-I-L-L-I-O-N-I-A. So go ahead and shoot him a follow over there, and we will... Oh, are you running for office? I just saw your... I just um, saw your, uh, your I, I,
0: I, I... So what I am... So I'm planning... I'm planning to... Uh, I'm planning on a run in 2026. Oh. So... Right. Um, I'm planning. So uh, we need. Uh, we need better people in our state legislature. We we currently have a swamp right now that's not letting some MAGA bills go through. And I have am and I'm personal friends with a lot of people um, in the state legislature, and we're trying to build a MAGA base in there. And it's very hard because the establishment.
3: Well, trust um, me, I know all about that. Here in Ohio.
0: Yeah, 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 Ohio. You guys have some things to work on, but I feel like honest will be able to work it out. And also, I wanted to say, I, I hope, I hope for well, years, Jr. runs for governor of Ohio because that I think be he'd awesome. be a tremendous governor. Oh my gosh! Majuska, GOP, be... GOP
3: Josh twenty twenty six.
0: GOP Josh, as a ticket, as a ticket, Josh, I endorse you. I endorse. Oh, you we're you so ride. back.
3: We're so back. All right, Dylan, appreciate you calling <laughs> in. We'll get. We'll get back to the show. We'll, we'll love to have you on some other time.
0: For sure. Thank you for having me
3: on. Thank you. All right, that's Dylan Filion over on Twitter, IA, after the username. So, let's get back into this list of rhinos to primary. We got into it in the first part of the show. If you missed that, go back and listen to the podcast at gopjosh.com. Nick Lalota of New York voted for Zelda. So a lot of these New York guys, these Long Island guys, Mike Lawler, Mike Loser of New York voted for McCarthy, Rutherford of Florida for Scalise, Simpson of Idaho for Scalise. He's a simp for Scalise, I guess. Womack of Arkansas, Scalise. Ken Buck of Colorado voted for Tom Emmer. Now, I'm getting word here, uh, just getting in from uh, one of our friends, Reed Cooper, that Trent, I don't know his last name, Trent is one of his friends. He'll be running against him, and so we're going to have him on the program here pretty soon as well. John James of Michigan. Oh, this is the first ballot. So John James of Michigan actually changed his vote uh, to Jordan on the second ballot, but he voted for Tom Cole the first time. LaMalfa of California voted for McCarthy and uh, Victoria Spartz who Victoria Spartz is, I think she's like mentally actually unstable. She is very just backwards. She's she said, well, I won't be number 217, but if he has 217, I'll be 218. Like No one cares. She, she cries and breaks down in conference all the time. Um, so a flip here. Pete Stubidar of Minnesota voted for Bruce Westerman of Arkansas. Miller Meeks of, uh, voted for Iowa. And Kelly, who we talked about earlier, Mike Kelly, switched his support to John Boehner in Ohio and a disgraced Ohio, a terrible guy. He he he's he's harping with the whole well, we can actually empower the the pro Tim Speaker to to do more than just the speakership election. No, you can't. But he's harping that with with Newt Gingrich, who was a great guy, a great speaker. I'm not sure what happened to Newt. He kind of went off the deep end. Um, but that's the list of the people we need to get out of there. And so if you're from any of those states, I encourage you to look for someone to run around them. I'm glad to see Ohio is not on the list. Now, Dave Joyce, and I want to get to this really quick. Just Dave from Northeast Ohio, uh, District 14. He's been in there for a while. He was actually supporting a bipartisan speaker. Now, we saw this, as I mentioned earlier, in Ohio. We saw it with the Blue 22. Now, he's saying that he wants to have, can I find this article now? Here it is. He's uh, expected to file a motion, it was today, it never happened, to elect Patrick McHenry as the Speaker pro Tim. So he's actually supporting this moderate guy with the Democrats uh, to become Speaker. So it was Dave Joyce, Ann Wagner, Miller Meeks, Beth Van Doon, Drew Ferguson were all expected to leave the uh, Jordan camp. A couple of them did. Uh, Doug LaMalfa, Gus Billerank uh, voted became Jordan backing. Um, so Tom Emmer might be running for speaker, a house majority whip. He was, I believe he was in control of the NRCC last cycle. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, and he's a uh, not a good guy. I mean, he he's the guy who was behind abandoning Jeremy Juski. So, and we just had Dylan in the program talking about Jeremy Majewski. So he's a popular guy among our people, at least. Um, Mike Johnson of Louisiana, Frank Lucas of Oklahoma, Tom Cole of Oklahoma, others have been floated never heard of any of the three besides one of them voted uh for against Jim Jordan or he he nominated Jim Jordan. Uh Tom Cole nominated Jim Jordan. I heard during the C-span whole coverage today. Um so we'll see where it goes. I I don't expect a moderate speaker to come out of it because if you are relying on democrat votes, you're never going to get where you're trying to go. And I I know we're we're you will if you make the wrong compromises. So if you're like the Democrats in Ohio that made a compromise to wait until the last minute for the issue one in August, which should have been in May, which would have raised the threshold to pass the con- uh, to amend the Constitution. If you wait to the last second to do that a- as part of your deal with the Democrats, if you push this radical legislation through and and don't put good things on the floor because of your deal with the Democrats, you are worse than the person you're abandoning. You are that would actually be worse than Kevin McCarthy. And so anyone out there that's even remotely floating the idea of a moderate speaker, of someone who's going to be a moderate and and work for both parties in there. If we were on the other side, if they had a four seat majority, the Democrats, they would do whatever they can, forcing everything to get their people in line. Do you think Nancy Pelosi would have a compromise speaker? Do you think she'd have her face tied up with that? Do you think Hakeem Jeffries, he's not as powerful as Nancy, and I think she's probably still pulling the strings. Do you think she would have a compromise speaker on her record? No. So put through a good conservative guy. The 22 that voted against him need to be out of there next cycle and find a primary for each and every one of them. And end it there. And we we're going to lose the majority most likely either way. The redistricting in New York didn't favor us. But when every Long Island rep besides George Santos votes against Jim Jordan, Long Island's a mess. And it's a Democrat stronghold anyway. The fact that Mike Lawler was able to win is a big surprise. But it's not worth having a stain on the Republican Party in order to get one more vote. That, that's my thoughts. And I know that's controversial. I want to win elections, I really do. But if we're going to have someone in there, that doesn't uphold our values, that doesn't uphold anything conservatives have fought hard and and tried to do everything for, put their blood, sweat, and tears on the line for. What's the point? If you're going to be a Republican and be a, a liberal, a liberal Republican, what is the point? We have two parties for a reason. Go find yours. We are the conservative party. We should have values and morals and stick together like the left. And honestly, I, would have, I liked the way we had the floor messiness in uh, the last vote in January. But those concessions should have made been made behind closed doors. Uh, I don't like the behind closed doors most of the time. But really, those concessions should have been done already. And been done before the vote. Obviously they weren't. McCarthy didn't take him seriously. And we got where we were. And we're here where we are today. Uh, after the break, President Trump rivals cannot get money. They won't get money. Frames begin, anyone against me will not get a dime. They will not get a dime. (laughs) And a gag order against President Trump. Also, coverage of the Ohio issue one and issue two ballot initiatives back after this here on the Red Future Radio Network, Fiverr, Uh, slash G-O-P Josh Fiverr.
2: You're listening to the Conservative Crusader. This is the Conservative Crusader.
3: Well, welcome back. This is the Conservative Crusader here on the Red Future Radio Network, also on X Spaces over at GOP Josh 20, so you can join in there. Uh, if you're not listening on X Spaces, you want to call in. That number is 57 GOP Josh 7, brought to you by our friends over at fi- uh, patreon.com slash GOP Josh. That is 574 675 6747, or 57 GOP Josh 7. We've got Matthew on the line. Matthew, how are you doing? Hey, good evening, Josh. Hope you're doing well. well. I hope you are as well, sir. I'm doing Very well. great, doing great. I am sound like I have a head cold, but I don't I feel fine. So You sound good. You sound normal. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. Uh, so I, I believe you want to talk about the speaker vote. What what's your thoughts on yeah, that? Yeah,
1: no, I I know you've already covered the speaker subject a fair amount. I just wanted to say, I mean, I think I, I would imagine this is basically your take as well, that that Jordan is is overwhelmingly the best option we have. And, you know, I've never seen it as like getting rid of or punishing McCarthy was about getting some kind of perfect speaker in and, and uh, ushering base world in based on who the house speaker is when we don't have the presidency. But I do think it's important to disrupt the system, which continuously lies to us, the base right wing voters. And, uh, you know, McCarthy was just totally unacceptable. And Jim Jordan, I will say, you know, he says base stuff to his staff, the people who work with him who are authentically right wing. They do think highly of him as a man. So, you know, I think it's an upgrade. I'm not if you if were to become the speaker, I'm not expecting some kind of like sea change across the Republican Party. But, you know, I think you want to make it clear that when these people make promises and then lie and turn their backs, they will be punished.
3: Exactly. And we don't have to have a perfect speaker. But Jim Jordan has always uh, as his Twitter bio says, fighting to do what we said. He's always done what he said he's going to do. Even when I was uh, 14 years old knocking doors for President Trump, he said, we're going to see you out there somewhere. And he's he's recognized me every time I met him since. He's honestly a genuine guy. And I, I think he's going to be the guy. And I, I hope he has a path forward. I'm not sure where we're going to go with that. Uh, but I hope he does. And I completely agree with you there, Matthew. So before we get into the next topic that I want to cover with you, just for a second, uh, what's your Twitter page people can find you? Or your X page?
1: Yeah, it's at MJ Kipta, K-Y-P-T-A, my last name.
3: All right, well, I appreciate that. MJ uh, Kipta, and uh, he spelled it out for you, K-Y-P-T-A. So really quickly here, we're going to get into the, the money behind the primary against President Trump. What are your thoughts on that race, and do you think anyone else has a path?
1: No, not at all. And and the money, I mean, <laughs> what, what I think is so funny is that you've seen— uh, sort of these foundational bricks of the DeSantis operation kind of detach themselves from the foundational wall and walk away. You know, you have these mega donors who are like already, like we're not even close, really, in a sense, to an actual vote being held in the primary. And you've got these like DeSantis mega donors who are like, uh, Youngkin, uh, hail it. You know, they're, it's like, <laughs> they're like so over this guy already. And it's such an emblem of weakness, but yeah, it's true. an emblem of something else. And that is that these people really just like hate Donald Trump and hate his voters. And it's a shame because if they would do what is right and get an actual right wing government into power, we could save this country and there would still be rich people. You know, exactly. we believe in hierarchy. We believe in private property. These guys, a lot. I mean, there is a grift class, sort of a phony capital class, but there are people who work so hard, and and find their way to the top of the corporate ladder. And look, they would still be there. They just work very hard. They're very smart, driven people. Uh, what's different is that the economy would not be. Uh, I want to watch my language here. You know, it, it I wouldn't appreciate be that. So, <laughs> wouldn't be pillaging the country from the inside out. Maybe if we were just on a regular space, I would use a different word. But uh, that's what I don't like about this so-called cap. It's a phony capitalism. Uh, and uh, we, we've we had this in the past where we had a free market economy that really was in the national interest and did serve Americans from the top on down.
3: Absolutely. And I completely agree with you. So we're going to get in, uh, get into the topic a little more. I'm running out of time here. You're taking up all the time, but that's OK, Matthew. We appreciate you hopping on with us. I gotta run though, so I love having you on. Some other time, I think we're gonna do the Twitter Spaces maybe once a week. Do them a little more often here for the program. Give you a chance I to interact. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you enjoying it and enjoying the show, and appreciate you listening and joining it in. And and we'll talk to you again soon. Uh, all right. So Republican donors are. This is from the Daily Mail. Are refusing to give money to Trump rivals because they don't believe they can win. So we've said this from the beginning. I'm vindicated again. GOP Josh is vindicated again. I've said from the beginning, and I think everyone said from the beginning, Trump is the nominee from the second he declared was it November 15th, twenty two? since the second he declared he was our nominee and every other person should have stopped even trying. Um, Here's the, the text of the article. It's becoming increasingly clear that Republicans mega donors aren't going to swoop in to save the flurry of struggling campaigns vying to take Donald Trump's spot as the GOP president nominee in 2024. In 2016, billionaire business leaders blew tens of millions of dollars trying to stop Trump from winning the nomination by backing people like Jeb Bush, Marco Rubio, Ted Cruz. They seem less hyped to do it again this time around as the former president remains the far frontrunner with just three months until the primary elections kick off. Ron DeSantis, Tim Scott, Nikki Haley, uh, Chris Christie have all failed to earn the same buy-ins from billionaires who kept some 2016 campaigns alive against Trump. One person who works closely with several donors in the finance industry predicted their money would largely be absent from the presidential race, according to WSJ, over at the Wall Street Journal. Instead, the source notes big GOP donors might flood towards an effort to win Republican control of the Senate. All right, looking at polling, looking at at Biden's favorables and unfavorables, I honestly think that's a better use of money for for mega donors, and I've said this more on focused on focusing on Biden. But we are wasting our time with a primary and we're actually hurting ourselves in the long run. The more public anti Trump division we have in the Republican Party, the worse Trump's going to perform nationally. And I hate to tell you, unless something bad health wise, and I pray and hope it doesn't, happens to President Trump, we are not going to have a different person as our president. We are not going to have a different person as our nominee. And even acting like that's possible is is a disservice to your voters. I, I'm being completely honest there. Because you are supposed to represent and your are people who, who fund you. These are billionaires from mostly conservative companies that people know as being conservative companies. That's why they're billionaires. That's why people support them. You know, all the all the bo- boycotts, we've kept businesses alive and actually flipped some boycotts. And, and so if you're acting as a Republican elected official endorsing Rhonda Sanders, or you're a, an elected or a former elected Republican, a, a talking head, whatever you might be, and you're supporting Ron Sanders, or Nikki Haley, or Tim Scott, or, or Gretchen, not Gretchen Whitmer, what am I saying? Or Chris, Chris, I mean, they're they're pretty much the same. Or Chris Christie. You are a disservice to your people that you're supposed to represent and supposed to, to, even if you're just a talking head person, you're supposed to to hawk the values of on Fox News or on whatever network you're on. And it really is a disgrace. It It's even a consideration there's a primary. Uh, so quickly here, and I wanted to get into this longer, but we had the call ins, and it's, it's a great program here on the show. A gag order against Trump has been issued, and I believe it's in the New York case. Uh, no, I was wrong. Federal Judge Tanya Kuchan issued a partial gag order that prevents Trump from going after witnesses, prosecutors, and court personnel who are involved in the federal case uh, investigating his attempts to overturn the 2020 election. This is from Vox, which is a very far left wing uh, outlet, a, a very far. The order follows a request from Special Prosecutor Jack Smith, who is leading investigations into Trump and comes after Trump has previously denigrated Smith's family and described him as deranged. Breaking news. President Trump tells the truth. Uh, Kutchen has not yet specified exactly how the order will be enforced or what punishment Trump could face if he decides to violate it. In general, disobeying a gag order is usually seen as what is known as contempt of court. Essentially, willfully disobeying a gag order. In the past, those who've been... Fa- or a or court order, I apologize... In the past, those who've been found contempt of court have faced detention or a fine. As Kuchan explained, the whirling has aimed at ensuring that Trump doesn't intimidate staff and witnesses and make sure that his external statements don't affect how the case is presented. Oh, no, mean tweets. I mean, who cares? They're just if you are a prosecutor and your number one priority is silencing Donald Trump. You need to get a life. Have you has anyone been to to D.C. lately? It is a crazy cesspool of crime and drugs and just a terrible place to be, especially after dark. You know, they have the really cool marine parade that they do every Friday. Don't you dare try to catch the metro train after that because you're not going to make it to the train station. I was running. I was running so fast down that street. I thought I was going to fall. And if I fell, I was dead. There were people just smoking joints on the side of the street. Some guy just laying down in the middle of the street. It was not a great, great environment. And I'm proud to be from a small area. You know, I'm in Columbus now. But even in Columbus, it's not as bad as D.C. Maybe because of issue two in Ohio. Get to that after the break here on the Red Future Radio Network. We'll be right back after this.
2: You're listening to the Conservative Crusader.
3: Welcome back. This is the conservative crusader here on the red future radio network. So big weekend for Ohio football. The Ohio State Buckeyes playing on Peacock, which was just I hear was terrible. Uh, it cost bars like thirty six hundred dollars to, to even stream the, the game. The broadcast just kind of sucked. The announcers were terrible. I listened on on ninety seven one. I always listen on 97.1, The fan in Columbus. Uh, Paul Keels never let me down. I'm going to be honest. Never lets me down. Paul Keels is the man. And and I don't like that the, the TV guys are always boring anyway. I mean, right? I'm a radio guy through and through. So they're up there like, yeah, and the Buckeyes linemen. And, and Paul Keels out there like, and Buckeye linemen. Oh, jo-. I don't know there are any other names. And the, the quarterback comic card snaps it. He throws it through the ball and ends. And he's just, he's so good. He's so live. And the TV guys are always boring. Why would you watch TV anyway? Just listen to the fan. And definitely don't give Peacock $6. That is, I was just out of pure spite. I, I, I would have loved to watch the game, but I'm not going to pay them $6 to watch one football game. It's not worth that money to me. It's not worth it. Um. So your sports recap for this weekend, Ohio State trounced Purdue 41 to 7 and people were saying this is going to be a, a trap game for the Buckeyes. They're going to go in too confident and they're going to lose it all 41 to 7. I don't think you were right. The Browns took down the 49ers, an undefeated team up until this past Sunday, 19 to 17 in Cleveland. It was a very close game. That was not one I enjoyed watching. And at the same time, the Bengals taking down the Cardinals, 34 to 20. Or no, I'm sorry, not the Cardinals, the Seahawks, 17 to 13. Not quite as interesting as a game, but it's still uh, pretty cool. And I always love when it's a good weekend for Ohio sports. It's, it's going to be a good week. You know, everyone's going to go to work on Monday in a good mood. Their team won. You know, unless you're a weirdo that like supports the 49ers or something in Ohio. But most people are going to go to work happy, having a good week, because of how the the ball played on, on uh, Sunday. So the Baldwin-Wallace University, and we're going to get into politics here again, Issue 1 and Issue 2, and I'm going to do a, a big recap into Issue 2 on Friday, because it's not being paid attention enough as it is. Uh, people aren't paying attention to it. I've asked many people have asked me to do a coverage of it so we're going to do that Friday. a recent poll done by Baldwin Wallace University shows that the majority of Ohio voters favor the protection of abortion rights and legalization of recreational marijuana So I want to make this clear because I've I've had discussions and actually changed minds on issue one. Um, nothing will change if issue one fails everything will change if it does, if it passes if it goes through if it go in and, and people vote for it, It will forever be enshrined in our Constitution that you can have an abortion and you can have transgender surgery at any age without any parental consent whatsoever. In our Constitution, uh, the the most precious, supposed to be the most precious document of our state. Nothing changes whatsoever at all if issue one fails. Issue two is a a citizen uh, citizen, uh, initiated statute, which is not as big a deal, but still Important to stop. So according to Baldwin Wallace, and this is where the numbers kind of fall apart, 59% of Democrats, 39% of Republicans, and 51% of independents favor Issue 1. 40% of Republicans are supporting Issue 1. What Republicans are these? Because I go to many uh, county events, uh, meetings, all that fun stuff. 39% of Republicans, 40% of the people in that room are supporting issue one. Two fifths is that the is that the math? I don't believe that. And if they are, they are incredibly misinformed, because no person with actual conservative values are, are able to stop it, and are able to to pass through. I I I don't understand the whole the support behind this. And no is like the default vote, right? And that's why we lost so bad in, in August. But uh, cause people don't know what they're voting for. They go in there, they're like, yeah, the sign said yes, I'm going to vote yes. The sign said no, I'm going to vote no. Which, that's why I put out signs. But no one's actually informed or cares enough most of the time about the elections to, to do it. Which kind of sucks, really, when it comes down to our Constitution. Because those that are politically engaged, such as your ever so loving humble, humble host here, uh, those that are actually politically engaged they want to see their state succeed, their state thrive. And the people that don't care are like, yeah, I'm going to vote because the sign said so. I don't even understand. The abortion issue it seems like a lost cause based on polling. I think it'll be okay. Uh, the marijuana issue, issue two, 66% of Democrats, 50% of Republicans, and 59% of Independents uh, plan to vote yes on issue two. Honestly, I believe that. I hate to say it, but um, 67% of respondents said they were certain to vote in the election. Uh, 18% said they would probably vote. Uh, Sutton, who is Tom, Dr. Uh, Doctor Tom Sutton, the political science professor and director of their polling, issue one and issue two are personal for many Ohioans, which means we can expect voter turnout will be much higher than usual for an off-year election only involving voting for ele- uh, elected offices or local offices. They did 850 voters, 75 likely voters, which... Or 750, which isn't even a great poll. 85, uh, 850 and 750. Not a big poll for a state of 11 million, or is it 7 million? What's the Ohio population? 11 million, I was right. Was that? I was right? I don't even know. It is, I'm tired. It has been a long day, folks. Um, Cleveland Mayor, because this is from a Cleveland news source, we're pulling this from Fox8.com. Justin Bibb said, I think issue one speaks to a majority of what Ohioans want to see. A recent polling assured the majority of Ohioans believe the language and the amendment speaks to common sense approach. To making sure we protect a woman's right to choose. We
2: do a little trolling. It's called we do a little trolling.
3: Man, no, it doesn't. (laughs) No, it doesn't. It doesn't just stop there. If it was an abortion issue only, I'm a hundred percent pro life. But even if it was an abortion amendment only, it wouldn't be as important as this. And do we have the text? Seethelanguage.com. Not even sponsored, but they they they're doing great work over there, helping get the, the a path, a path through. Individual has every individual has a right to make and carry out one's own reproductive decisions, including, but not limited to, contraception, fertility treatment, one uh, continuing one's own pregnancy, miscarriage care, and abortion. Continuing, or uh, not limited to, is really important. Any individual, no age, reproductive care, which could mean anything. Reproductive care could include, you know, surgeries, or anything like that. You really want that in your constitution, Ohio? But that the voting is November 7th. Early voting has already begun this week. 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. at your local board of elections. Find those out at boe.ohio.gov. Now before I let you go for the night, I do have to tell you about a great event I'm speaking at this Saturday. So I hope you're there and we'll play the ad here from Jake Warner. This is Jake Warner inviting you to come support the next generation of
1: Ohio business leaders at the Student Entrepreneur Fest on October 21st in Granville. Students from all across the state will be showcasing their products and services featuring handmade crafts, farm fresh produce, baked goods, event planning, and much more. The Student Entrepreneur Fest runs from 2 to 6 with free admission, located and brought to you by North
3: 64 Farms. Visit north64farms.com or on Facebook for more information and details. So I had the bone to pick with Jake Warner. He did not put my special flyer in the video version, but you can find that over at my ex, uh, x.com slash GOP Josh uh, over there. I'll be there on uh, Saturday, North 64 Farms uh, on 2839 Loudon, St- uh, London, Loudon Crest Street, Granville, Ohio, I think. Off the top of my head, north64farms.com for the address. And then we have the, the very fun uh, Facebook page where you can RSVP and do all that fun stuff. Um, comments about it. I hope they give you all a wedgie. Great. Uh, so, uh, we'll cover that and we're very excited for it and I will be excited to join you all there. Hopefully meet some of you there and and it's not even a political event, but the fact that we don't have more of these places where young people can try to build a name for themselves and a business for themselves, the warners reaching into that, that void is fantastic. And so I'm so glad they're doing it. I'm, I'm honored to have the opportunity to speak and also have a booth for Red Feature Radio at the event. So if you're not going to be there, shame on you, you got to be there. Fly in from from wherever you are. Uh, come and check it out. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be worth your time. Also, a little bit more Ohio news, hopefully getting on the program soon. Brian Stewart finally announced he's running for re-election. He is uh, our representative, obviously, here uh, has a Republican primary challenger, Patty Hamilton, trying to get them both on the show. I'd like to see a debate there. I, th- I think it'd be funny to have them both on the show at the same time. Don't see that happening. But I look forward to speaking to them both running against a Democrat. Not interested in that at all. Uh, So we'll be back with you all on Friday, the 20th, here on the Red Feature Radio Network. This is the Conservative Crusader. Stay safe, stay healthy, and most importantly, stay tuned.
2: You're listening to the Conservative Crusader.
3: A production of the Red Feature Radio Network, Ohio.